Have you found yourself in a dating rut? This is Single Married Divorce. I'm Eric Rung. I am single. I'm Tom McGuire, and I'm married. Happily married. <laughs> I was actually texting my wife right then. Um, thanks for paying attention. This is Allison Collins, and I am happily single. Oh, no. I'm divorced. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still be happily no, no, single. No, <laughs> uh, we, no I, okay, you're happily single. You're this not is going to be anybody. an amazing episode. Yeah, we're, we are on it. We brought our A-game today, ladies and gentlemen. So we're talking about dating ruts, and this could be a combination of a couple of things. One, maybe you just find yourself going out with the same people over and over again, knowing that it's going nowhere. I think a prime example of this would be app dating, where you go out on a ton of first dates, and they lead to nothing, and you don't really want them to because they're not great people. Uh, or you just don't see a future. Not great people. That's the wrong choice of words. But uh, or, or possibly just a cold spell in general uh, where you haven't found any significant dates in a while. So, I, I mean, I'm sure you both have found yourself in one of those situations, right? Yeah, to me, like the the part about the like dating rut kind of thing, that was never, that never crossed my mind necessarily. But I think everyone has cold spells, right? You kind of... You just don't date people for a while. Just don't find anyone to ask out. But I mean, but in my day, you didn't have a a freaking grocery store of human beings to go browse through and that is click a on. Great way to describe so, it. Yes. I don't know. Like, if you have a cold spell in modern times, you might just be getting lazy and not hitting uh, swiping right enough. I guess. Well, I think they're talking about like when you agree to go on dates and you just agree because you know dates are fun and whatever, and it's just boring and not interesting and the article talks about like you have to figure out what you are looking for and, and this article is uh from a website called honey you uh i think you find it on uh store shelves <laughs> do you guys think that uh the, in the world of media that we live in now that's like there's a thousand websites that all need content that some things start to get over analyzed and over like i mean it's dating what do you do you go out with somebody you're going to go on a lot yeah, of bad dating dates. Dating is a multi-million, billion-dollar industry. I understand, but it's like, of course you go on bad dates, and you go, of course you go out with the same kind of people repeatedly, probably. So, like, I mean, that's just, that's what dating is, isn't it? So we have to have, like, the five tips to, like, break up the dating rut, or, like, yeah, it's just this like... This isn't anything new. I mean, this, this has been content, going on... Right? This has been going on for decades. This is, I mean, I tips on love and things like so that. So much of it, I guess. Well, I, that I would And we're part with. of it, so what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess when you do find yourself... Did you do anything to get out of a cold spell? Or a rut, I guess? Um, there was the old slump buster from uh, Mark Grace, but I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Never mind. Cup fans will know what I'm talking about. Uh, but no, I would not have any. Uh, I would not have any. You know, I would just you just try to find just try to meet somebody and ask them out. I don't know. I think when you're focusing on dating, um, it gets mundane sometimes, and then you just like take a break and focus on yourself, and then somehow it always just kind of works Fine out and goes you. back to yeah that's you know. a good point like yeah quit obsessing about it and just let it happen naturally right there is well especially in the app world that we live in and the the article in honey you here talks about the the groundhog day sensation of meeting up with the same kinds of people over and over again that in my app experience is absolutely 100 percent right and again i think 
there was a times in my life where I was going out on dates just to go out on dates, just uh, not necessarily to go out on a date, but just to go out too. And have something to do. But I think sometimes when that happens, it's because what you think you want isn't what you want. And you're like, I want this, this, and this. And these you know, people are filling that, like those quotas. But maybe you have to reanalyze, like, what do I really want? Because right. it's not them. Right. It's more of a, again, I think it's just something to do. I mean, I think I also went into it with a, a healthy dose of skepticism. Abdating. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, that just reminded me, I got a text message from a woman that I had gone out on a couple of updates with, and she was a very nice, sweet uh, young woman, and uh, she had sent me a text, and, and I'd sent her a text back, and I said, you know, I really enjoy your company, and but I just don't see a future. This is just isn't for me. She was a nice girl, and then that was the end of it. Apparently, she listens to the show. <gasps> And she had she had texted me, and she I, at one point I guess on an episode I had said that I think I'd only gone out on app dates with like two normal girls or women, <laughs> and she's hoping she's one of and them. She asked if she was one of them, and uh, I I took after I got that text I started thinking about that, and that was really unfair of me to say I shouldn't have I, I should not have said that because I have met some very nice people on apps that just you know we just didn't match um, romantically. Um, so I, I did feel bad. I have met some very normal people that, that we just didn't match. Uh, but so I just want to get that out there because I once she said that to me, I kind of felt bad about that. But and I should, I shouldn't have said that. So how many of these girls do you think would call you normal after going on a date with you? All of them. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. <laughs> I feel like I'm a fairly normal human being. I'm just teasing. Um, I know, I know. But I, I, especially on dates, I on my best behavior, generally speaking. You think they're not on their best behavior, some of these girls? No, no, no. Absolutely they are. No, just, he tries to find the ones that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend for you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> We've heard. We've heard the stories. Well, some of the, the ideas that this article talks about is kind of coming up with a plan to get out of this rut and, and I mean, I think they're pretty run-of-the-mill types of things. But one thing I thought that was interesting was kind of to take take a look back at your dating profile and who you're choosing to date or go out on dates with, and see if there's you know some reasoning, I guess, uh, of why you keep choosing the same people. I thought that was a, a good. I think that would be a good exercise. I think it'd be like uh, like say you always date like hipsters. Maybe try dating a non-hipster. Maybe you never date hipsters. Maybe try dating a hipster if they'll put up if they'll put up with you. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like maybe just break the mold. Maybe you right. always date like thirty-something professional women. Maybe try whatever. I don't know. An artist. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to do something to, to shake it up a little bit. Ask right. someone out you wouldn't normally approach. Yeah. Maybe you think someone's out of your league. Go for it. You know. I always think that. I mean, what do you got they, to lose? They say that's like a general rule. Like, you might as well. And then, yeah. And then the old, like, well, guys are afraid to approach them because, you know, I don't know if I buy that necessarily. But, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I was reading. Uh, Deborah Messing was in an article the other day saying she hadn't been on a date in a year because no one asked her out. So if anyone sees Deborah Messing, <laughs> run. not Deborah, yeah, Deborah Messing from she's Will and Grace. She's probably a few years older yeah. than you, Rung. You should uh, <gasps> definitely age appropriate. She's, you should hit her up on Snap. She's beautiful. Is she on Snap? She I has red know. hair. I'm you like that? Snap. 
I she's like all kinds of hair. 50, she's probably pushing 50. I don't know, right? Nah. Yeah. I don't Let's know. see. Well, I'm sure she lives in L.A. But I, I mean, maybe I don't she's I d- willing to travel. I don't date out of c- outside of the city, let alone <laughs> L.A. <laughs> hey, with her money, you well, fly out any time. That's true. She's 50 exactly. How old? 50 exactly. 50 exactly. A little so that's eight old. Years. Yeah, eight that's eight years. Not bad. Much. Not bad. I See, I, it, this isn't a, a rule, but generally I will go... Uh, well, I think everybody skews younger, with a few exceptions. Um, I mean, Tom, you're Beth's older than you are. I'm not aware of that. And my <laughs> sister's husband is younger than she is. But I, I would say that that would be more of the exception than the rule. My ex-husband was younger than me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't see age. <laughs> I see the age of a person's uh, I, I, I don't know. Can, I don't know if the people listening could hear my eyes roll, <laughs> but they did. <laughs> Uh, but I would say you generally skew younger. I mean, for men, generally. Uh, you know what? I grew up thinking guys were supposed to date. I always thought everyone was every every man was slightly older than his wife, <laughs> and I think I only thought that because in my family that's how it was. So to me, it was like, oh, like if you're a 25 year old man, you marry a 23 year old, right? And like when I was a kid, I thought like even I remember like my cousins and my sister I started dating people like the same age. And almost that was almost like, well, same age. Yeah, date to me a little bit of your, you know, a female, a little bit older, guy, a little bit younger. I think I've only dated one woman seriously that was older than I was, and that was only by a year. Yeah, which almost doesn't count. Yeah, right? at yeah. that point. Well, I, I, you know, and I, I think as long as you're over thirty-five at this point, it doesn't really matter either. Well, it's like when you're in college and like you're a sophomore, and there's like a junior, or senior. And you feel like, oh, they're older. And then you're like, right. well, they're born the same year I was. <laughs> like, they're not really, uh, well, the junior would have been born the same year I was. The senior, like, a, you know, a year difference. Right. Like, also, it feels much less uh, older. I recently dated someone that was seven years younger. Yeah, well, good for you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so you could have babysat that kid. I, I, I did. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, how long was this? How did, how long did this go? Um, four months. That's right. my that's my usual industry standard. Was there it was, a, was, it was there a holiday involved? Yes. It was right before my birthday. No, no, actually, sorry, I broke up with them twice. So it was right before my birthday, and then it was right before Christmas. Hmm. Uh, how did he take it? Was he okay? Um, did he say you're going to call me again? Um. We, I, I may still receive text messages about. Um, oh, it's this, it's the uh, oh, New Year's Eve. Uh, Happy Eve New Year. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, sometimes when they're younger, they look at you as their role model. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of dating, Tom, you have a dating story for us this week. Yes, I do. This is a good friend of mine from college. Uh, this goes all the way back to his parents when they were dating. Um, and it's actually just a good. Uh, it's a good story that kind of harkens back to uh, one of our old old favorite topics, the show. So they were on their first date, and they were driving like after dinner or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, the now husband, father, pulls the car over and is like, "Oh, hold on a second. Gets out and like walks around to the back of the car, and like you know looks around, checks the tire, blah blah blah. He just comes back and he's like, "Oh, I thought we were getting a flat, but we're okay." It keeps driving. I don't remember how long it was, but it was like years later. It could have been like decades later. Uh, the story came out that he had to uh, pass a little gas. So he pulled over <laughs> and pretended there was a problem with the car. And, you know, 
And I have a feeling decades later he would just like open the window and like, you know, sorry. Right. So that kind of goes back to the, you know, the show, if you will. Like, what do you do when you're dating somebody or first kind of getting together that eventually you stop worrying about? I can't and believe I we're about ready be, to start talking about farting on this. <laughs> and that would be one thing you kind of just go, okay, it happens. It's part of, uh, you know. So how long before you're comfortable? Yeah, I guess, you know, when do you stop doing that kind of thing? When will you just let loose uh, in front of your uh, significant other? When are you comfortable? I I've never passed gas, so I'm not sure how that you works. Know, see, <laughs> <laughs> your body digests things perfectly. <laughs> yes. No waste products at all. And I don't drink beer, so it's fine. It's- I think I would still get up and leave the room. <laughs> so if you get married someday after 30 years... <laughs> You're going to spend 30 years every time you have to pass gas, stand up, leave the room, and come well, back. Well, I, I would think I, I would think I would know w- where I'm going with it, first of all. You can't predict you that. Can't be, I mean, you can't be sure 100%. What? Sure. But, I mean, you kind of have an idea uh, if it's going to rattle the window panes <laughs> or if, if it's just going to... Just gonna sit there, and, and you can blame it on somebody else. So let me ask you this: So, you, would you actually want to marry? <laughs> would you want to marry a woman who expects you to leave the room? No, every not time? expects. Okay, no, no, but no. Still, but I would do it just to add a for you for decades. You would spend. You're gonna be married for your dad's married for fifty years. Fifty years. Has he left the room every time he said no? To, okay, my dad's good. My parents. Would you expect him to? No. Okay, but you'd expect yourself to. I would. I if. I would I would like to think that uh, out of courtesy to everyone involved. Oh, well, good luck with that. <laughs> well, Allison, you were married. <clears throat> I was married. Uh, I don't really know. I remember at one point we were dating and he asked me if I ever passed gas and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever? No. No, my, bo- my body's about to explode. <laughs> but, you know... <clears throat> He was there catching the baby when it was born, so I figure at some point we became very comfortable with. Uh, no, I meant him more specifically. Did uh, how long before he would let let it go? Oh, I don't think it was long at all. Oh, maybe first day. Pull maybe my like <laughs> I don't think it would be pull my finger, but I I mean maybe a week. I don't really? Know. Huh? You know he wasn't. Uh, he was a cattle rancher. He was. He loves methane gas. That's <laughs> <laughs> his life. To it. I mean, it really is. I know. Would cows produce like ninety percent of it, or something, or some crazy figure. Oh, it's a crazy environmentalist. But anyway, but yeah, but I just thought that was. I don't know why that story just hit me, and I'm like, oh, that's like all about like the we always joke about the show. I'm like, right. that's like that kind of goes back to the show, and eventually some of that stuff, you stop doing some of that stuff. Right. Or at least most people do. I, I yeah. would. I would. Yeah. I mean, I think. There is a point where you do become comfortable, but I would also, I don't, I, I mean, I think I would still try and, and get up and leave the room. I guess it depends how often it happens. Or the, or the effects of what happens. I mean, you can't just spend the day going out, walking out of the room. <laughs> this, is, this is the greatest show we've ever had. <laughs> I cannot believe we've gone down this it's, path. Hey, we're just being real. <laughs> <laughs> well, say that you had an issue with the, the gas being passed. And say, or say Beth had an issue with it, and she went to social media to, to talk about that. 
Oh, that does that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Well, that was a bad I'm example. Not, yeah, bad example. I would be like, well, I would like. But it gets to the point. But what I guess but. I'm getting at here is, what if your spouse started posting about marital issues oh, or relationship you. issues on social media? So I just stepped on your transition. <laughs> That's your dream. <laughs> uh, Thanks so for paying attention. By the serious, way, if it was something about actually serious, I would not like it. I would not like it. That would be right. really weird. In fact. I, but it happens. I mean, I know it happens. I've seen it. But the couples oh, I've that seen I'm it with people I know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I'm immediately texting them, like, what are you thinking? Well, wait, give me some of your guys' examples of what you've seen. Oh, let me think. I don't, that, it's like, I um, it sure would be nice if after cooking a full meal, somebody would do the dishes, and I'm like. Why would you post that? Oh yeah, or like uh, if one one person's on a trip and like leaving and like complaining about like being home alone with the kids while they're out having fun. It's like, wait, when it takes their turn, like you get to go have fun sometimes, right? Like you know, I don't know, but I almost I feel like whenever I have a friend or like people that I'm friends with, you know, just on you know Facebook or something, I'm you know. Not super close with that. Uh, when they start posting about how great their marriage is and like lovely pictures, like I'm so lucky to have the most you know amazing spouse. Are you talking about Tom? We don't no, do that very often. They don't do that. <laughs> I did they, like I did like yeah, once, and my sisters gave me all kinds of crap about it. That's why I'm not concerned about their marriage. But people that do that, all of a sudden, I'm like, uh oh, like the time is ticking. Yeah. yeah, Beth and I are big on um... expressing your feelings publicly. Yeah, I mean, like, I think if I started, like, dropping that on Beth on Facebook, she'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you're my rock, baby. I love you so much. Like, all that I kind of stuff. I think it's really weird. I'm like, why mm. are you doing that? Why are you bringing that onto Facebook? But Facebook is like a, you've got the negative relationship stuff, the positive relationship stuff. You've got the, you know, narrating your day stuff. And it's like, I mean, I've tried to take a step back from it. And I think I have done a pretty good job of it. New York Times had a great article on how to quit Twitter. Just what, like delete from your phone first of all. I well, guess. that'd and be then, the best way to do it. But not, and just yeah. the reasons why. I mean, you go down a hole, especially on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. don't read comments. You cannot. If you read comments on Twitter, you will just want to go live in a cabin away from everyone because there's so many awful trolls on Twitter. I'm it's, only on Twitter to read Chicago Party Ant. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, if it wasn't for work, I would not. I don't even think I wouldn't be on Facebook, Instagram. I think I would do. But just because I like the pictures and it's short and it's sweet and it's boom, boom, boom. But I don't think I'd be on Facebook. I rarely even, well, I take that back. I do because of work. Um, but I don't even look at my personal one all that often. I didn't even know you had a personal one anymore. I'm sorry. Are we friends? <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, I, well, Facebook to me is all about out of town, co- well, I mean, like cousins, aunts, uncles, Especially out of town cousins, aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. and then like out of town college friends, yeah, um, and like high school friends. I mean, anyone out of anyone like I know so much more about my family uh, and their kids, my cousins and their kids because of Facebook. Sure. Than, I mean, otherwise, I'm not saying it's not yeah. a good tool. I, no, but it that's, is like, a good that's tool. me. That's why I use it. And, like for kind of, I mean, I start just hiding. Like people, I'm like, I don't care. Hide, hide, hide. Yeah. So my feed gets. All oh, the be best focused. thing Facebook ever did was the stay friends but unfollow. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love that feature. We're st- I still follow you. <laughs> well, anyone like politics? I used to do politics on Facebook. Best oh, thing I ever no. did was stopping politics on yeah, Facebook. That's a huge best thing I ever no. did. Occasionally, I'll take a little shot, but more like making a joke about something. 
But I don't like. You know what? You know. I miss you doing politics on Facebook because you and another friend of ours—that uh, was my favorite thing to watch. I will occasionally call that one friend out too, though, when I see something that I just can't let pass. Not not in a biased sort of way, but just to inform. Like you know, that's not really true. <laughs> I may have said that. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I think it does get to be a rabbit hole sometimes because uh, I give it up for Lent. Right. Do you feel better? Yes. Like, I think I'm, you know, more productive and I read more books. But it doesn't... And, it, and it, I feel like it does, like... Do you miss it when you're not using it? Maybe huh? for the first week? Not really. It's interesting to come back and see these things I've been tagged in, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a there? long list after Lent. I, it's like, you know, you have 100 plus notifications. Yeah. Uh, so a buddy of mine gave me a tip. I, I was out in California a couple weeks ago, and I was hanging out with him, and he said, I looked at his phone, it was black and white. And I don't know if I said something he noticed, I noticed. He's like, oh, if you make your phone black and white, it's much less uh, addictive. Like you'll kind of I've like never heard that. That's yeah, because like the colors are all designed to like give you this little you know this little burst of a high. That's like oh look at like the bright red and the bright blue and like you know the red notification. Uh, so if you make it black and white, your brain like doesn't get as much of a kick out of the. Um, so I did that for a while. It actually did kind of help a little bit. Really, it just kind of makes it like all right. I'm gonna go check. I check Twitter for news. I check Facebook when I'm killing time just to see what's going on. Um, and it does kind of help. Like, I'll, I mean, I'll check it if I'm watching a boring show. I'll find myself picking up my phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just change the channel or go read a book. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do read. But yeah, I, do you guys? Do you guys get the phantom buzz? Yes. Yeah. I do too. It's bad. It's freaky. I hate it. I hate the new feature on the iPhone too, where it tells you your screen time and how much you spent on social media. And oh, I hate that. I've never looked at that. I well, when it pops up, I immediately clear from my screen because I don't want to know. But the other problem too is like, so like, so Beth just texted me right, and she knows what I'm doing. So if there's a little bit of a delay, she'll understand. But I feel like if I was to turn off the vibrate, like I never have my ring around. If I turn off vibrate. And I just like didn't respond to like Beth or my parents, some of my friends for like an hour or two. They would start thinking like, "Oh my God, what happened?" Like he hasn't texted me back yet. So yeah. I think we've gotten this world where we're like immediate, immediate response gratification. Yeah. Immediate well, response. I turn off my ringer and my buzzer all the time, and you know everyone's used to me not replying for a few hours or. So days. you just have to get in the habit, I guess. I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really feel like I need an immediate. I mean, here's what. What does piss me off is when I will be texting with somebody and then I see the little bubbles and then nothing and then I don't hear from them for another, you know, two and a half hours that it's like, what the F, man? Like I mean, you were typing something. You were typing something and decided I just, not I just, to. I just forgot to press send. That was it. That was yeah. <laughs> but sometimes if I'm home alone with Caitlin or whatever and we'll be like, I'll get a couple responses then I'll be like, and even I'll be like, what, what, like, where's she doing? Like, uh, like I need an answer. Right. And even though, so even though I know it's wrong, I do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I'm pretty good, especially like when I've been dating people in, well, especially when I'm comfortable after, you know, in a relationship, I don't, that doesn't bother me, but I don't hear from them right away. The only time I got mad at Beth, it was like, uh, <laughs> not when about like this kind of situation. Was uh, it was like oh I'm getting like she was out or whatever with her f- girlfriends. That might have been pre Caitlyn even. She said, oh I'm getting a cab like be home soon, and then it was like an hour of like darkness, 
I'm like, what? you can't tell me you're on your way home and then like, oh, I start talking to you know Joe Blow about you know her boyfriend drama or whatever, and we got it took longer to get out than I thought it was gonna, and I was like, well, next time maybe, like, hey, got stuck here. Did she know like, you were waiting up for? Her? Well, I'm just a type who like I get rest, you know, as I get a little restless, like waiting yeah. for her to get home. Um, I don't necessarily wait up, but I kind of sleep off and right. on. You know? I see what you're saying. So, but if I get a text, like I'll be home in an hour. And I mean, I'll be home soon. And we're, we live 15 minutes from the place. An hour later, I'm going to be like, yeah, what's, hey. Right. You know? So. Yeah, especially if she knows that's how you are. Yeah, that was a great story, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, I understand <laughs> no, what you're no, saying. I finished that up. I'm like, what, what was the point of that no, no, story? No, no, no. I you get know, what you're saying, yeah. though. I mean, but that's who you are. And she she knows that's how you are. And that yeah. you would be up waiting that's, for That was the only so time that, I was ever like, come thing. on. That was that was total BS. Like, I'm thinking you got in an accident or. Right. Some Uber drivers driving you cross country in the trunk or something. Um, I always put my phone on nighttime at night, and then oh, I love that. I, uh, I have to leave the house by six thirty, and I take my kids to my parents' house when they're in town, and uh, then I'd go to my school, and almost always I forget to take it off at nighttime, and then my mother will call from the time I leave their house until I get to a school, and like with a serious question, right? And then I get some angry voicemails. I, I've I've done that with the nighttime thing. The other thing I do when I'm about ready to to go live, a lot of times I'll put my phone on airplane mode mm-hmm. and forget to turn it off. And you know, be two hours later, and I'll be looking at my phone, thinking, "Man, this is weird. I haven't gotten one email. <laughs> I haven't gotten. Uh, this is just strange." Social media is really dried up. I know, <laughs> right? And then I finally realize it that I'm like, "Oh my god!" Then of course. 200 emails come through and it's just a mess but yeah i do that too especially the nighttime on my personal phone the airplane on my work phone for sure both great features by the way love them airplane mode's great when you're out for like you're out for the day and you gotta save some battery yeah throw it in airplane mode for a couple hours I li- the other thing i like is the <laughs> where is the show going <laughs> uh but I, the other thing i like is the low battery mode where you i mean it really saves i'm battery. always in low battery yeah, yeah. well I, the only reason i don't like it sometimes is because it only lets you have the display for 30 seconds without moving it but so I do well. Uh, like say, I was I was at my alma mater last weekend as my c- Christmas presents. I went down with some buddies for a basketball game, and like that, I woke up Saturday. I was like low battery mode. But I think on Android, it's being a battery saver. And it's great. It just shuts down all the background crap that you don't want anyway. I love it. it. Lasted all day. All right. Well, speaking <laughs> of uh, getting low on on battery time here, at least for the show, we're getting we're getting to that time. Another quality episode that started off with a bang, <laughs> I might add. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for this week's uh, episode of Single Married Divorce. Next week, we got an interesting question. This is a, a one we got on Facebook. What if you dated somebody that didn't text? So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also talk about someone that sent uh, nearly 160,000 texts after one date. All real interesting stuff. That's coming up next week for Allison and Tom. I'm Eric Rung. This is Single Married Divorce. Have a great week, everyone. So take your chance.